On today's podcast, we talk about the world of probiotics and how it is not all good in the world of probiotics. We don't want to be taking them blindly. We don't want to be taking them forever and indefinitely. And we want to know why we're taking them and what strains are in the ones that we are taking. So we dive into how to take the best probiotic and choose the best one, how to support probiotics so that they actually create a benefit, and try to answer all of your questions, all things probiotics. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that hello, I hello, everyone. I am excited for this episode. Me too. We've I... been talking about doing this for a while, and yep. now we're finally doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm also looking at some you say yes to the dress stuff. Did you ever watch that show? Yes. I've been, this is the problem with, so this is the main problem with the technology today and how it listens to us and preys on our weaknesses. I have been loving lately those stupid articles that are like 15 celebrity couples that have been together since teenage years. And then I just go and read about them (laughs) or like this stupid one is all of the secrets that say yes to the dress never told you about like, I don't know. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it's, this is what I waste my time doing some days and I really have to pull myself away from. It's like, I saw a meme the other day that was like, it's 10 PM. And then you see something pop up like 10 things you never knew about SpongeBob SquarePants. And it's like, Hmm, I feel like I need to know that. (laughs) I just have right now so much on my plate that I don't really have time to do anything on social media scroll. I post and I do stories on the poop queen and that is about it. Actually, I was looking, I was like, I don't even know what's going on in the world. Maybe I should check the news, the updates. There's a lot of stuff going on. I let my husband filter it for me because it also stresses me out. So I just, I, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about I know. it? I know, I know. All I can do is keep doing what I do and head down, do the work, take care of your family, protect your family, be a good human, and pray to God every day that he's going to, right some of the situations in the world mm-hmm. yep because so. i'm just saying like nobody at capitol hill knows liz roman nor do they care about me <laughs> they probably do to be totally honest with all of their things that they listen in on us with oh uh, yeah gotta, so, be car- gotta be careful you know i'm i have my tin fa- tin foil hat on right now don't worry when uh we were texting this weekend about sushi when i opened my pinterest account last night to look for a recipe whatever i was looking up for dinner Butternut squash. And uh, first thing that pops up was baked sushi. So I sent it to Danny. I should have sent it to you too. I was like, yes, this is on for next week. Sounds really good. Yeah. I didn't open it. It just looked so good. And I have been daydreaming about sushi. <laughs> Maybe we're going to get this weekend. I love sushi. We're going to do a date night this weekend. We uh, Nick's parents are taking Carson to my sister-in-law's in Arkansas. So they're going to fly with him because um, it's my sister-in-law's son, Caleb, his second birthday. Fun. And they also have a three-month-old, two-month-old right now. So Nick's mom has been wanting to take Carson by himself with them just down there. And I was like, are you sure that you don't want to take Taylor? Because (laughs) she's a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Nick and I will just have Taylor. We're staying home. Um, So we'll have Taylor, which will make our lives a little bit easier with just one. And she goes to bed at 7.30. So we'll have kind of like an at-home date night Saturday night. So we've been needing to have a date night. We have not had one. 
for a very long time. I feel like that home date nights turn into like the date nights, like what whatever we do any other night. Make dinner, right? Watch a movie. I Maybe you should play a game. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're probably like we're we're gonna be finishing up our cleanse, so we might like make a nice dinner, or yeah. I don't know, we might order something. I don't care. Yeah, I'll just be. Happy. I like the cleanse. The cleanse has been good. It I'm going to keep been. a lot of things from it. I am too. Um, well, I think Liz and I will probably do a little recap of our experience with it, mm-hmm. what the process is, why we do it, um, how it works, all of that good stuff. And I am definitely going to be keeping a lot of the things in because I do feel really good. My digestion's so much more improved than I thought it could be. Um, the bowel movements, you guys. They are just, they are real. Queen size. Bowel movements. Like, I didn't know that that type of size existed and i was like this is awesome and what it makes me think about is like oh my gosh what where is all of the waste going when this isn't happening uh-huh yeah you know we're, we're eating way more fiber so it's obviously bulking stool a lot more um and yeah it's just it's incredible so and my energy is great yeah i would say that um the really cool piece about it is i've not had a lot of bloating and i've not had a lot of gas very rarely i've had a couple times where I've had gas, maybe more so like in the beginning, but like I would say day to day, mm-hmm. not much. So my natural energy is really, my, my recovery scores on my aura ring are way up. I'm in like the low nineties, upper eighties, most days, which for is your readiness score for my readiness score. Normally I'm in the low eighties, but yeah. yeah, it's consistently. And I honestly have not been sleeping as much as I should be. Yeah. Um, I haven't paid attention too much to mine because I'm still wrapping up 75 hard just this week. So yeah. Um, either way, we feel really good. Arts, you know, did it with me. He really likes it. Um, he calls it not the, you know, his favorite, but uh, he does enjoy the smoothie after dinner, mm-hmm. which is nice. So we're going to keep some of the things in. And, and I think it's a perfect segue to talk about the fact that like the, what we're doing is, much more in depth and it's customized. Like all of our practitioners, like Danny's got her own protocol. I've got my own protocol. You've got your own protocol. Art has his own protocol. Uh, a probiotic ain't it. Um, we don't have probiotics in not, our cleanse phase, do nope. we? No, we do not because probiotics can be actually more damaging than good in a number of situations, especially if you're symptomatic. Mm-hmm. So that's why when we're Working with clients, we use specific probiotics for specific things. At specific times. I was going to say. Absolutely. Specific times, length of time, all those things. So let's ask you guys this. You know, how many of you have been told by your doctor to take a probiotic? How many of you have maybe taken a probiotic thinking that it's going to help fix your gut issues, whether that's diarrhea, constipation, bloating, gas, heartburn, acid reflux, so forth? Maybe it worked for you. Maybe you are like many people who we've spoken to that have felt worse with it, feeling more constipated, uh, taking a probiotic. Here's the thing. Marketing and advertising is such a tricky, it's awesome, but it's such a a sneaky thing as well, right? Yeah. Um, And I think that people take probiotics because of the marketing and advertising that makes you think this is going to be the cure for your gut mm-hmm. issues, right? Um, here's what I would say. If you are somebody who says, well, yeah, I was told by my doctor to take a probiotic. If you're in that situation, I want you to ask them what specific type of probiotic and how much. What strain? What does it do? Is it right for my situation? Um, 
is it quality tested? Do I know that what I'm buying at Walmart on the shelf is going to be good quality? And for those of you that have taken a probiotic and it's you're like, I, I poop so much better with it. And when I stop taking it, I don't. Okay, that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. You are relying on an outside resource to support a, a movement that should be a natural movement with the body. And so we would probably say to that, you likely have low levels of good bacteria in your gut. Yep. And that is causing you to lack the digestive ability to poop properly and well. And the probiotic might be adding some to that. But guess what? You need to create it your own. You need to eat a diverse selection of vegetables and fruits and fiber. You need to eat enough of them. And you should not be on a probiotic constantly. We rotate probiotics. You want to be like, think like maybe two to three months on, two to three months off yep. of probiotics. It and should not be a constant. This, the thing here in terms of quality, you can go back and listen to our whole podcast episode that we did on you know quality supplements in terms of therapeutic grade compared to consumer grade. What you're finding at Walmart, Target, Meyer, Walgreens are GNC not- GNC even. Yeah, GNC, Whole Foods, not the same. Um, when we look at probiotics, we're looking at specific strands, as Becca mentioned already, those do different things in the gut and they're all designed differently because they need to be able to survive various pH levels. So different acidic environments, right? Throughout your digestive tract, when you're consuming something, you have a different pH level in your esophagus and your small intestine, your large intestine compared to your stomach. So if you're taking something that is not able to survive the acidic environment of the stomach, it just goes to waste, right? Your stomach acid kills it off. We need good, robust stomach acid. So the biggest mistake, and we've mentioned this before time and time again for you know both sides of this picture here is trying to out-supplement your situation, right? Trying to just take the supplement to band-aid that symptom and never getting to the root cause. And I would say fixating, right, on diet. Oh, if I just remove FODMAPs. Oh, if I go gluten-free. Oh, if I go dairy-free. Oh, if I cut out onions and garlic, you know? Um, All these things, you fixate on it. It's not a food issue. It's a function issue. And then when you're trying to out-supplement, you know, your symptoms, you can create more symptoms, And at the end of the day, what does all this come back to? Stress on your body. You can't out-diet or out-supplement stress. What you can do is compile stress on the body by supplementing too much or incorrectly and removing nutrients that you need because you thought, oh, Whole30 was the answer. Oh, low FODMAP was the answer, but now we're malnourished and we're missing nutrients and electrolytes and vitamins and minerals and amino acids and antioxidants and all of these things that your body needs to function optimally. So before we dive into this, you need to think about the bigger picture. Get to the root cause. If you've taken a probiotic, we're very happy that that's helpful and it's worked for you. Also, I'm going to say that there's something called the placebo effect. Research has shown this to be true time and time again. Maybe it's working, maybe it's not. What we're saying is that we want you guys to have the knowledge and the education and understanding of probiotics so that you don't fall prey to some of the marketing and advertising that's out there and you could actually use and do the things that are beneficial to your body. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the biggest mistake that we see in trying to manage the gut is when people only try to use supplements. Mm-hmm. And... You do not think about how you can manage stress. And the, 
when you don't know why you're taking a supplement and you cannot explain why something is going to help in your specific situation, you probably shouldn't take that supplement. That is just like a broad. And I think, unfortunately, like Liz was saying, probiotics have become kind of this like broad gut health supplement that's safe for all and are only really beneficial. They don't have any downsides and it's just not the case. And we've seen it. Like we see people that take probiotics and either they don't help or they make things worse. And that can be frustrating, you know, and you need to look at the big picture of what could be going on. So number one is your nervous system, because if you are constantly in a stress state or on edge or anxious, when you're in that state, your digestive system is going to essentially conserve and I'm sorry, your body is going to conserve energy by pulling energy from your digestive system. Your digestive system is usually the first one to have energy pulled from it. Because in general, your body sees that as a non-necessary function. It's a pretty necessary function, but your body sees it as a non-necessary. What's more necessary? Your heart pumping, Mm -hmm. your lungs breathing, your brain functioning. And so the digestion and reproductive system kind of get the shaft because your body's like, meh, I don't really need to have periods. I don't really need to poop. Do you want to know how many people Liz and I have talked to that have not pooped for weeks? They're still walking around, not great, not healthy, but they're still living. But if your body's going to conserve energy from your lungs, guess what? You're going to die pretty quick. So that is why it comes from digestion and reproduction. Usually a lot of times thyroid controls a lot of that. Um, But anyways, so this is for survival. It promotes inflammation. And when you're not going to the bathroom, you're not getting toxic waste out of your body because all of the cells in our body are kind of like little houses that take out the trash. And if you don't have the garbage truck coming around and the garbage landfill open, I was trying to think of a good analogy, the landfill open to excrete the waste to, guess what? That stuff's recirculating in a worse form. So you cannot heal. And to heal, you have to regulate that nervous system. You have to have, the body can heal if it's given the opportunity. You have to be in a calm state to heal. That is where healing happens. And so think deep breathing, we talk about all the time. Tapping is actually a really great form. You can do with kids too, if kids have anxiety. Yoga, stretching, gentle movement, meditation, walking in nature. And if you're thinking, Becca, I can't do any of that stuff. I'm too stressed. I can't calm myself. You are the exact person that needs these things. Yeah. And I would say that you are somebody who likely needs to evaluate why you're so stressed. Yes. Is it specific people, places, times, triggers, right? Is it social media? Is your email? How many times have I talked to people about their work email being on their phone? Like I recently, just for myself, I turned off all my notifications from Practice Better because they were coming into my phone. And I was like, that has to stop because then I'm seeing things all, t- all you know, hours of the day. So setting boundaries is really, really important. And if I had to pick one thing for people, it would be deep breathing mm-hmm. because as much as like my, my second there would be walking in nature, um, but I would say deep breathing because you can do it anywhere, anytime. If you are in a stressful situation and you feel that your blood is starting to boil, you're starting to get anxious, you're starting to you know, get upset about something, you can mentally walk yourself through. Breathe three, two, 
one, hold, three, two, one, breathe. You know, like slowing down your breathing, signaling your central nervous system into the state of calm instead of the opposite where you're just like boiling like hot water and just like about to explode. You know, um, I think that's really, really important. So we need to put these practices into place every single day, every single day. Regulate your nervous system. You can do the breath work in the shower, in the car, at your desk. You can do it anywhere, anytime. You just got to be conscious of it. Um, You know, I think it's also really important for people who struggle with mood disorders, depression, and anxiety to understand that 90% of your neurotransmitters reside and are created in the gut. So your microbiome helps build happy hormones and brain chemicals. It helps regulate your immunity, digest your food, your nervous system, your mental health, your cognitive function. And your microbiome actually produces some vitamins as well, vitamin K2 and various B vitamins. So if you're somebody who says, well, my doctor just told me to take an antidepressant, that didn't work, so now I've got another antidepressant. Or you know, I'm on anti-anxiety medication and it's not really that effective anymore. There's something else going on. So this is where we would say, work with somebody. Masking it with more medications is not always the answer. And then understanding that there are depletions of various medications that you need to then work harder at supporting your body. If you're going to be on birth control, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, any type of medication, blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, all of these things. So it's really, really important to understand this is more than just Like I think for people, when they think probiotics, they think just digestion. Mm -hmm. This is your health. This is your mood, right? This is your um, hormones and your mental clarity, your ability to think properly, remember things, brain fog, fatigue. All of that starts with things functioning optimally in the gut. And you should not, as Becca mentioned earlier, be relying on a probiotic. What you rather want to do is diversify your diet so that if your microbiome is balanced, your microbiome will continue to balance itself if you have pre and probiotic foods and diversity of things coming in. And you want that ideally, rather than always relying on different, you know, supplement or trying to this, like I talked to a lady yesterday, try this supplement. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Try this supplement. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Try literally for two years with somebody. And I'm like, they never tested. They never got down to the root cause. So now she's in the right place. Mm-hmm. First thing we're doing is your labs. We're looking at all of her symptoms. Then we're going to run her GI map and an MRT, and we're going to get her going with the things that are going to be important and impactful. People are like, well, it's an investment to work with a practitioner. I would challenge you and say it's an investment to waste a lot of, or it's not an investment. Uh, it's a poor investment maybe to waste a lot of money and time trying to self medicate or self-supplement and DIY your health, wasting money on products that may or may not even give you the benefit because it can't surpass mm-hmm. the acidic levels in the, the gut. So that's just food for thought today because we get it. It is an investment. If you're working with a practitioner, you're doing testing and you're buying quality supplements, but you've also wasted years and hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on, I know I did, various supplements that didn't do any good. Yep. Yeah. And if you're having digestive stress, if you're having bloating, if you're having loose stools, diarrhea, constipation back and forth, stomach pains, acid reflux, you know, GERD, anything like that, there's likely deeper things going on than you need a probiotic. And we've done a podcast on this. You can go listen to 
the four R, five R. I'm not sure if we covered all five. We might have just done the four R protocol. I can try to. There's some four. There's some five. Um, But the the layers of gut healing and the first layer is always remove. It is not add a probiotic. It is never add a probiotic. It is you need to remove the inflammatory triggers like the foods that are potentially harming the gut right now. You need to remove potential bacteria that is overgrown that is irritating and causing inflammation. You need to remove the triggers. Then you need to re-inoculate and provide support for digestion. So maybe think digestive enzymes here, maybe some hydrochloric acid here to help with stomach acid levels. Maybe here you might add a probiotic, you might add prebiotics here, but that also might not come until even the next step where you repopulate things. And so it depends on the person. It depends on what's going on. It depends on how they're reacting to things. We usually don't put a probiotic in until later in the stage too, because if there is an overgrowth of bacteria, if someone is dealing with a lot of bloating stomach pain, you are now feeding the bad bacteria too. You're not just feeding good bacteria. You could be feeding the bad bacteria. So if someone has SIBO or something of that nature, now you're doing more harm than good. And the other piece of it is not all probiotics are considered equal. Yeah, I was going to say there are probiotics that we use in certain gut healing protocols right out of the gates for different things that we see, like C. diff. Um, You know, somebody who's struggling with diarrhea, there's different specific strands and strains of things, but I think you're talking more of like a general probiotic, right? Yes. Um, Because definitely like, for example, somebody who has like a UTI or have some um, clients with chronic sinus infections, then we've gotten them on a specific product, you know, for that. Or again, if we see C. diff on a GI map, we're using SACB, you know, because that is very helpful and supportive of eradication. So it's just important to understand that when you're told take a probiotic, you could be taking the wrong type. Yes. Yes. And most probiotics are there's false information. There's advertising's just like not great these days, guys. They put more and more colony forming unions, 10 billion colony forming units, the higher the better, 50 billion colony forming unions, because that seems like good, you know, more is better, right? But you need to understand, you know, are those CFUs guaranteed up until the expiration date? Are they, you know, what are the available CFUs at the time of consumption? Because the time that they are produced until when they're consumed and the expiration are very different. Mm -hmm. And those colony forming unions can start to die off. They can be exposed to oxygen and not be as effective. They could become rancid. Like there's so many things. They should be based on a strain's documented clinical health benefits for that specific patient population. Some strains may work better at higher CFUs because there's weak activity of that strain. Some strains should not be at higher CFUs. So we need to understand that it's not just, I'm going to pick the highest one. I'm going to pick the one that sounds the best. I need to understand what strains I'm putting in the body and are they even getting to where they need to get to? Mm -hmm. And that is why we do not, honestly, I don't trust any probiotics off the shelf other than the ones that we recommend to our clients. Yeah. And we get those through full script or, you know, another reputable, like we use Cellcore, we use a few different um, nutrition dynamic and things like that. Very high quality tested products that you know are going to do the job that we need. They're going to be effective, right? And I think, you know, this is something that we also need to talk about is it's not just a probiotic. If you are taking a probiotic, you have to think about what probiotics need to actually be beneficial 
in the body. So number one is fiber, real fiber, not painted on fortified fiber from cereal. Antioxidants, where do those things come from? Colorful food, one ingredient, whole foods, right? We already mentioned your nervous system needs to be in a good place. You need to be working on managing your stress. And then here's where we look at reducing the toxic load, medications, pesticides, chemicals, and beauty products, right? Um, Antibiotics, PPIs, birth control, the list goes on. If you're taking probiotics, in order for them to thrive and be balanced, you've got to consider the bigger picture. And then we also have to think about prebiotics that will feed the probiotics. So again, the problem is that people just blindly supplement or pick a random one that they saw at the store or Instagram ad, things like that. And if you want something to be effective, that means matching the specific probiotic strain to the type of disease or dysfunction, dis-ease that needs support. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about what some of those look like. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to run through a couple examples here. So if, for example, you have been sick and you had to go on an antibiotic, coming off of an antibiotic, an antibiotic, unfortunately, is kind of like a bomb, whereas um, eradicators that we use for like bacteria are more like snipers. So think about it in that sense. So you're killing everything versus killing the things that you want to kill. Um, and obviously, antibiotics work because they – well. I shouldn't say they always work. There's a lot of antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria um, that many people are like, why, you know, have a UTI and I took an antibiotic and it didn't work. And then I took another one and it still didn't work. And then they just keep giving you stronger and stronger antibiotics and you becoming more and more depleted in terms of your gut microbiome diversity. And so if you are off of an antibiotic, we typically say start with a spore-based probiotic. Um, we love Megaspore from Microbiome Labs. I also like New Ethics Pro Spore Plus um, because this is helping to re-inoculate and rebuild. Spore technology can basically attach to unwanted bacteria in the intestines and they leave the beneficial bacteria alone and kind of target the unwanted. Um, and they help to grow when, it, when the body's ready for growth essentially. They kind of like hang out and can grow when the body's ready. Um, In another situation, if you are a female and you get, you have a history of a lot of UTIs or yeast infections, um, Metagenics has a great product that's called Ultraflora Women's. Um, If you are someone that deals with a lot of like IBS and bowel distress, Metagenics Ultraflora IB is a great one. Um, In, you know, cold season. They have one called Ultraflora Immune Booster. It's been so good and so helpful for a lot of my clients that have had upper respiratory yep. stuff, chronic cough or flu, yep. um, runny nose, things like that. Really, mm-hmm. really, really good product. And again, yep. all these things that we're mentioning, they're in full script. Yep. Um, so the link will be in our show notes if you want to you know, get some of these things for yourself. Um, I absolutely don't see any reason why people from just a preventative standpoint shouldn't take that immune booster Mm -hmm. because it's really, really helpful, especially in the winter time. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, like having something, so Flora Protect is a great one as well. That one's from New Ethics. Um, If you're like traveling or if you're, you know, again, you want to stay on something a little bit longer term, that one can be like two to three months you could take that for, but you should be rotating 
probiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, like Liz was saying, SAC-B is great if someone is dealing with like diarrhea. The thing about SAC-B is it does not stay in the gut for very long. And so once mm-hmm. you're done taking it, it's out of the gut. And so mm-hmm. that's why it can help in like more intensive situations. Um, and obviously like this is not medical advice. These are just these are things that we often work with our clients on in terms of the specific strain that they need because all of these different back, um, probiotics have specific strains. And that's the other thing that we need to understand is that kind of like you have, um, you know, you have canines and then dogs and then terrier. Same thing with probiotics. You have a genus, you have a species, and you have a strain. And what is studied are those strains and what effect those strains have on studied populations. And so that is what we ultimately look for is like, what does this person need? And if you are taking a probiotic, you want to be taking one, like we said, not forever, because you need to allow your body, and you shouldn't be taking the same one forever either, because then you're just giving the same bacteria to your body over and over again. All of these are different bacterial strains. And I think for kids, Liz and I have both used some different things. I've used Mary Ruth probiotic in the past because it's not flavored and it's a dropper. Yep. So I can put it easily into like water or juice for the kids. Yep. Um, and I've used that on and off with Carson because Carson did deal with some constipation growing up. Yeah. Magnesium is really, really safe. I'm going to be creating a constipation like couple page PDF for kids. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about probiotics in there, but magnesium is kind of like the first place to start. Um, and then digestive enzymes, those can all be helpful. But again, even with kids, the first thing that people think is like, oh, just give them a probiotic. Well, that's not really going to like help, you know, the, the, the main overarching issue. And again, that goes back to stress as we've been hounding this entire podcast, even for our kiddos, right? And what is, what's their immune system responding to? So we know when we are having an immune system response, your white blood cells are upregulated and that is because they need to get into the tissues to heal, whatever that is. And so for the kiddos, especially when it comes to like stomach aches, constipation, stuff like that, we think about gut inflammation, right? And so is it artificial dyes? Is it excess sugars, processed foods? Are they reactive to gluten, soy, you know, tree nuts, the various allergies, things like that, different types of dairy, quality of dairy matters. Um, so anyways, the list goes on there, but I think it's not just always straight up probiotics. So for anyone, consider the bigger picture. The last thing that I wanted to touch on, just because we have a lot of clients that come in with a lot of skin issues, um, rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, there's a specific strain um, and it's called lactobacillus parasaceae. And that one can be really helpful um, for eczema, psoriasis, even like dry skin in the winter time. Um, so I have a recommendation that I like. It's by Douglas Labs. It's called Skin Probiotic Plus. It's in uh, full script as well, but especially we're recording this in March, but during the winter time, people sometimes will get flare-ups. Um, that can be very helpful to you know include, but as Becca mentioned, we don't want to be relying on all of these things, relying on these things, right? Skin conditions, I always tell my clients or whoever is asking, well, how long has this been going on? What else is going on? Because that shit's going to come out your skin. And typically it's coming from a deeper rooted issue in terms of, you know, the gut and stress. So just remember those things kind of as you are thinking about maybe taking a probiotic. If you're going to take a probiotic, use the right one for the right purpose and a really good quality one. 